With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. It is hour number two of Three Man Front. Pat Smith, Landrum, Roberts, Conrad Van Order, Molly Robinson, a little bit under the weather. Hopefully, she'll be back in studio very soon. We're going to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Talk to Rodney Orr coming up. As the Alabama coaching staff, it's starting to become official. You're starting to kind of get releases every other day, it seems like, the official names of the guys that we've been talking about, who the coaches for Kellen DeBoer's staff. So we'll get into that with Rodney in just a couple moments. The big news out of Tuscaloosa last night was Alabama continues to roll on the basketball hardwood. They win last night 98-93 to over Florida in overtime. So Bama still in first place in the SEC with an 11-2 and record. What Wimp Sanderson told us, 14-4 and was going to win it, right? He, told he said maybe 15 and 3, but he felt really good about 14 and 4. So you start looking at the end of this calendar and the rest of the schedule, and Bama's sitting there at 11 and 2 right now. They, they, unless something really drastic happens, you like the fact that they're going to be one of the top four teams yes. when you come tournament time in the SEC tournament in Nashville. Yeah, and you still have Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee coming to your place. You still have to go to Florida. And now, after watching last night, that's going to be no easy task. And, most teams do play better at home, but Alabama, unless they just fall off the face of the earth, they're they're going to have one of those buys and not be playing early in that tournament. So Alabama, they're eleven and two in the SEC. Other games last night, Kentucky, they were upset on the road in Baton Rouge. LSU trailed by fifteen points in the second half. They came back a buzzer beating shot to knock off the Wildcats seventy five seventy four. It was Mississippi State beating Ole Miss eighty three seventy one. It was Georgia beating Vanderbilt. No big surprise. Georgia now five and eight in the SEC. Vandy falls to seven and nineteen on the season, two and eleven in the SEC. And you just wonder, Landrum, how much longer are they going to give Jerry Stackhouse? Yeah, but if if you're that administration, and I remember when was it? It was Scott Drew, right? Uh, Bryce Drew, that went zero and sixteen, or whatever, zero and eighteen in league play. And he had actually gotten them to an NCAA tournament. But how much is Stack really given to operate with? So I think that the criteria, while they expect winning, and I know Vanderbilt basketball has has certainly had their shining moments. If you're the administration, are you being real, real with yourself and saying that 
that you have given Jerry Stackhouse everything he needs to be successful and to compete in the era of the transfer portal and NIL? And I bet the answer would be no. Joining us now on the Buyer's Ride Hotline from Tuscaloosa, from Tider Insider, Rodney Orr joins us as he does each and every Thursday here on Three Man Front. Rodney, I hope you've had a good week. Rodney? I'm here. I lost you for a second. I hope you've had a good week. Uh, Welcome to the show. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I've had a great week, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Um, Wanted to ask you your thoughts. I know that we have all anticipated that Kalen DeBoer's staff, it's starting to become more official as we're getting some piecemeal press releases from the Alabama football program in regards to what responsibilities everyone is going to have. Any big surprises so far? And uh, are you impressed of what Kalen DeBoer has been able to put together so far officially? Well, I think, uh, you know, as far as surprises, um, you know, I I think that – it was reported, we know that, that William Inge was headed this way from Washington. And uh, I don't know if that was really a surprise. I don't know if he ever made it. I don't know if that was ever really happening, to be honest with you. But I know it was you know, out there that he was supposedly going to be joining the staff. And then all of a sudden, what, a couple of days ago, he's, it, we find out he's actually going to Tennessee. And within less than an hour, we find out that Christian Robinson who's got a reputation in terms of being around the SEC and, you know, he's at Baylor uh, this past year, uh, but he's been at Auburn. He's been at Florida for four years. He, he played at Georgia, got a lot of contacts over in, uh, in, in Atlanta area. But uh, yeah, that, that was kind of something that I think caught people off guard a little bit because everyone was expecting William Inch to join the staff as, as that, you know, maybe that edge coach, the outside uh, backers, outside uh, you know, maybe defensive ends, whatever they're going to phrase them. But that would probably be the only thing. As far as impressed, I mean, you know what? I mean, based on uh, a lot of these guys, just to be frank with you, and, and I mean, I think it, it, this is every coaching transition, you know, some of these guys you're just really familiarizing yourself with, but they all seem to come with good credentials. I've talked to people that, that know them, that are familiar with them, other other college coaches even that have said some really positive things, but it looks like, you know, Kalen DeBoer's put together an outstanding staff to me. Rodney, knowing what the high school network is in, in most states that are tradition rich and have a lot of prospects year in, year out, coming out of the high school ranks and Alabama being no exception, but with the Southeast and the footprint, and I realize that Alabama has, has recruited nationally and, and they can do that with a brand, but, but how impactful is it to if if Caitlin DeBoer had not brought in a couple of guys that were very familiar with with this lay of the land with this area of the country with those high school coaches how important is that because you deal with that on a day-to-day basis in in doing what you do in covering college football recruiting I think it starts with Freddie Roach and and uh, Robert Gillespie you know they've been here you know obviously Freddie's played here and he's got a lot of history here uh, and, and again, has a lot of relationships with high school coaches, both of those guys. And so I think it started with, with those guys. And then, you know, obviously Kane uh, Womick is, a, a, you know, his, his a reputation at South Alabama and the, the reputation he's kind of established around the southeastern part of the country. Uh, you know, and some of the other guys have been here. I know Mo Lindquist has coached, you know, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. So he has some history we mentioned Christian Robinson you know his history I, I think it's really important to to know and to to know these different areas uh you know the country uh, whether it's you know 
Alabama or Georgia. I mentioned Christian Robinson. His his father was actually a high school coach in in the uh, Atlanta area for a long time. So a lot of connections there. I think it's really important, you know. And some of the guys have connections to IMG Academy, which Alabama's gotten a lot of really good players you know, through the years from IMG Academy, had two guys starting on the offensive line last year from IMG and, you know, just got a transfer that played at IMG. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, it's really important to, to have some people on your staff that are very familiar with the, the region. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you to compare and contrast, but you've been doing this for a minute. You have gone through different transitions in Tuscaloosa when it comes to the head football coaching vacancies and new guys coming in. But from a standpoint of recruiting, would you have to give this staff a pretty high mark the way that they were able to hold on to what they were able to hold on to from this recruiting class and how they've hit the ground running? Is this better than than other past administrations that have taken over? I'm not asking you to compare when Saban came yeah. in, but I'm I'm talking about before Saban, whether it was whether it was Shula whether it was Franchoni, you know, those administrations. Is this one been different and better? Or, you know, in regards to the way that they've been handling the recruiting business as opposed to others in the past? Well, you know, I'll say this. Uh, you know, obviously, Shula and, and Franchoni didn't have to deal with some of the things coming in, right. the portal and all of that stuff. So it's, it's a lot different. But I would say this, and, and you know, again, uh want to be clear. I'd, I'd tell you exactly the way I feel. Uh, so when I say this, it's, it's not like I'm trying to be a homer or anything like that. I really believe that that he they did a fantastic job because they're like you said they came in there was a lot of you know, unfamiliarity with with the the players here obviously the, the the area the region and all of these things they came in and they're replacing the coach that a lot of people believe is the greatest of our time you know at least over the last forty years and that's that's a lot of question marks. You know, there are a lot of people were questioning him in terms of, you know, can he come down here and relate to the, the, these, these kids down here? How, how do you hold the players that you have on your roster, you know, with all the NIL and the opportunities these guys have? And so uh, with all that said, to me, I think he did a, he and his staff have done a fantastic job in terms of retention of the players they had committed that they, that, you know, so a lot of those guys obviously signed in December, but you lost Julian saying, you know that was a to, to me that was obviously a loss. Uh, but I mean, he's a five-star quarterback. You know how how else can you can you say it? Jameer Grimsley transferred out. He almost went to Florida anyway before signing with Alabama in December. So that's really something that was kind of an an, an iffy deal to begin with, uh, in terms of him staying. Uh, and then you lost uh, some guys in the portal after he got here. N- not as many maybe as some people expected, but you lost a couple of key players. Obviously, Caleb Downs being first and foremost. Uh, but to me, to, to cut it short, I would say I think they did a really fantastic job to be able to come in. In 15 days, you re-secure Ryan Williams. You bring in some great transfers from Washington. Now you brought in one from Michigan. Uh, you got Noah Carter, who was headed to Washington originally. He's a, an outstanding pass rusher. So overall, yeah, I mean, I think the early returns would say they did a fantastic job. Rodney Orr of Tider Insider joining us here on Three Man Front, his weekly visit, and joining us as all of our guests do on the Buyer's Right Hotline. You just mentioned Keon Saab, the, the the safety there from Michigan. How does he fit in potentially in the playing rotation? What have you seen on him? You know, I think he's a big pickup because, Landon, we talked about it. I mean, the secondary is one of the key areas that I think Alabama's got to address. Uh, 
you know, over the course of spring practice and bringing in new guys, maybe in the portal when it opens again. I still think they need maybe some help at corner, uh, maybe even another safety. You need some experience back there, and he's got it. I mean, he started like five games last year at Michigan as a sophomore. He was a highly recruited player, too, you know, coming out of IMG. But, um, you know, he had some really good games. He, he led the team in tackles in the, the national – well, he led the secondary in tackles uh, in the national championship game against Washington. I know you look at what the Michigan people are saying, and they feel like this was going to be his year. 2024 is going to be his breakout year. So, I mean, when you lose Caleb Downs to be able to bring in, you know, Keon Saab and the experience that he has, I think that's really big. That's a good start. They need to get more help in the secondary. So can you tell us whether uh, Coach DeBoer is a big basketball fan like Nick Saban? Because uh, uh, <laughs> Coach DeBoer was at the basketball game last night. So he was kind of holding well, court there. You know, I, I bet he is because I, I, I think his, if I understand correctly, his wife was like a great high school basketball player, was like a Gatorade player of the year in, oh, wow. in her state. You know, you might check that out. Uh, you know, I know she threw the what the first pitch wasn't that last night or yesterday mm-hmm. in the she softball did. game. Yep. She delivered it overhand. You know, I know their daughter's an outstanding softball player, so they come from a real athletic family. Uh, so yeah, I would assume that he is a is a big basketball fan. Yeah, I saw him there uh, last night at the game. And speaking of the Tide basketball program, uh, your thoughts on what they've been able to do so far? Eleven and two through the first thirteen mm-hmm. games in the SEC. Very impressive. Now I'm really amazed. Uh, because, you know, obviously a lot of questions, you know, look at the the turnover on the coaching staff, uh, what, three new coaches, I think, and, and, you know, the the turnover on the team uh, personnel-wise was something that you just said, okay, now this is going to be really difficult. You're coming off a great, great year uh, last year, and, you know, is this going to be one of those years you take a little bit of a step back? Uh, but it's, to me, the, an amazing job that he has done, Nate Oates and his staff have done, in terms of getting this team, developing it, uh, developing the chemistry that they have now. And the way they played last night, I mean, you know, you use this phrase a lot, but I, I think it really was, they gutted it out. I mean, they, they showed a lot of heart, down by 10 with about 840 left in the game. They come back, they find ways to win. Uh, you know, I thought it was just a, you know, great, great uh, game, and, and they showed a lot of real character in it. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh pretty uh, I would say maybe surprised at where they are. All right, you know I like to put you on the spot on this show. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not trying to embarrass you or, or put you on the spot, but I guess I am. Not to embarrass you, but to put you on the spot. Can you recall what you were doing 44 years ago today? All right, so that's is 1980. That's is correct. that what we're talking? About? Yep. 44 years ago 40, today. 44 years clear. ago today. What were you doing? 44 years ago today. 1980. Well, I don't know. Can you give me a hint? Uh, I mean, what what, what was 44 years ago today? Uh, 44 years ago today, the miracle on ice took place. The United Ah, States beat the Soviet Union at the 1980 Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. Yeah, yeah. Was that on a Sunday? Um, I think it was. Was it Sunday in Russia? I think it was Rodney, and, okay. I, and if I'm not, you know, the game was on tape delay. Like the game yeah, had already, okay. the game had happened earlier in the day, and uh, then they ended up putting it in in uh, prime time. I think to watch. So, yeah. but yeah, forty four yeah, years I, ago I, today. I, I, yeah, I mean, I remember. Obviously, I remember. You know, you're asking me specifically, so I'm trying to beat my mind. Where was I when that you know took place? And I thought it was on a Sunday morning, but 
Um, you know, I, I don't really remember exactly, but yes, I remember all the, you know, there was so much uh, pride and absolutely, you know, joy that uh, you know what what the American hockey team accomplished. Yeah, so a, a lot of those Southern boys like us, uh, we we were happy for a, for a hockey team in upstate <laughs> yeah. New York. Apparently, it was on a Friday. Oh, it was a Friday. Oh, was it on a Friday? Okay, th- then I know where I was. But it was Sunday yeah. in Russia. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I know it's, it wasn't. I was trying to help Rodney out. <laughs> Rodney was like going, 44 years ago, I was in a drive-thru yeah. in uh, Texas. No, I really think I was at a disco. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah, I was at a, a disco. On a Friday at, night? Yeah, man, I mean. Butterfly collar. called the, the Windjammer, Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, wow. I mean, it was the place to go. Wow. Corpus Christi. <laughs> the great Windjammer. Town. Is this still A lot around? of memories, Landrum. Is that kind of like Club La Vila? Oh, down those in, dance uh, floors Panama can talk. City? I, I don't, I've never been there. You've never been to Club La Vila oh, in Panama Rodney. City? Rodney. Is it still there? I don't think so. I don't know. I think I don't the know. health department closed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't know why. It's not there anymore. <laughs> the right. vaccinations you had to get, they became too cost prohibitive. <laughs> yeah, the the, yeah. Little, the pool area they had was probably questionable. M- MTV yeah. did a lot of shows from down there. Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Back, okay. back in the day. Oh, South Padre Island, Corpus Christi. That's that's some, yeah, some that's where I grew up. That's right. That's some good good living down there. When I lived in San Antonio, we we'd go over to uh, Corpus Christi in that area to the, yeah. to the beaches. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking up Windjammer in Texas. See if it's still around. The Windjammer, Corpus Christi. It's not there anymore. It's a, I think it's a Home Depot or something now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. So yeah, I just I, you know that's uh, you know back in the old days. Uh, you know, I'd always try to get Paul to uh, on this day because you know I, I think it's it was such a cool event in American history, and a lot of people nowadays probably you know don't don't realize what what that game meant at, oh, that, at that particular time. And I'm a little bit younger than you, Rodney, um, but I but I do remember my older brother and sister and my and my parents being extremely extremely fired up, and they knew nothing about hockey, but it was the fact that that we knocked off. The uh, the Russian Bears uh, during that time frame it was uh, it was something else. Whoever your favorite college football team is, just to put this into perspective for people who don't go back that far, whoever your favorite college football is, Alabama or Auburn, just imagine them winning. You know the biggest game of the year, whatever. That's how it felt, right? Yeah. Didn't that feel? Isn't that the way it felt, Pat? Uh, no, absolutely. And not to mention the fact that he did it with a bunch of college kids going yeah. uh, going yeah. up against professional hockey players. From the Soviet Union. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was unbelievable. So, okay. So I'm gonna ask you one more question. Sure. Let's go back. Was it '72? Were you watching when I, I'm not they got about 25 chances after the game was over to win the game? Oh, the you mean the you mean the basketball, basketball team where Doug yeah. Collins and in that group? Um, yeah. Yeah. That I was, was watching. You were watching. See, I, I was. I was watching. I was way, 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 way too young. <laughs> you added some ways there. I mean, I was ba- barely. <laughs> Rodney, do you remember the White Rabbit disco? The White Rabbit, I do. I never went to the White Rabbit, but it, you're talking about in Corpus Christi, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Why, oh, wait, yeah. wait, why yeah. did? Why were you not allowed to go? Were you not good enough to no, go? No, uh, could you, could it you wasn't not dance? That. Dance? Good enough? Have, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, they used to have a crazy enough. They put a camera in there, and they did a video, and they used they 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 played it later on a local TV station like. On a Sunday afternoon, they would they had a White Rabbit show, and you'd see what happened at the White Rabbit 
on Friday night, you know, all the dancers and all that stuff. I don't think a lot of people probably wanted to see that. (laughs) Angel flight clothes and all that stuff. But, yeah, I did not ever go to the White Rabbit. It was legendary. Um, But I stayed in a – that was – you know, you have to understand Corpus Christi. It was a different part of town, so – I, I went to the Windjammer. I'm, I'm looking at this, and this was an article that was written, and this is the way they described the White Rabbit Disco. The large dance floor and room-shaking sound system was a hit with young adults eager to shake their booty. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently shake the waitresses booty. wore red leotards with bunny tails. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I never went there. You might have missed out. I, I probably did. Did you think you were going to do a radio interview this morning when you woke up and you were going to be asked about the Windjammer? Never or the or the Russian yeah. hockey team, the things yeah. that we bring and, up on this show, and, and certainly what I've not thought Landrum was going to ask me about the White Rabbit. Well, I got one more. The Enza's Lonesome Coyote Saloon. That was a wild place. I oh, never went to Enza's. Oh. Now wait a second. When that, you define wild, okay, in 1980, Harley Davidsons. Okay, uh, no windows. Know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Enza's was. A, I think you had to be a. You know, you had to be a real unique uh, individual to go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would not have fit in. Okay, okay. Not okay. Not we got you. We That's got fair. You. It's it's not for everybody. So in other words, a Landrum would fit in. <laughs> Come on, Rodney. <laughs> Handlebar mustache. Uh, Leather chaps. We get it. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. envisioning the, what was the, police the academy. bar and police academy? Yeah, the police with academy. the oyster. What was it? The Blue oyster. Blue was oyster. It? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I think we've done enough damage yep. during this interview, Rodney. So <laughs> we got management in the other room staring at us. So I think we're about yeah. to. Yeah, I, we're think, I think we're about to get in trouble. We're got to take some <laughs> online class. We got to take now. So, all right. I'm sorry for bringing up the windjammer. No, no that's so okay. That's okay. We'll go celebrate the 44th anniversary of us beating the Russians. So, well, I I will do that. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Rodney. Talk to you next <laughs> Take week. Take care. Take see care. You. It's Rodney Orr from Tider Insider. The rabbit holes we go down on this program. I can totally see Rodney, though, in, in disco gear. Cutting getting, a rug. Getting after it. Yep. Yep. Corpus Christi, South Padre Island. Those are. Uh, do, you realize, there. do you realize the clip that we play, the worst thing we've seen? Those girls, that's from South Padre um, Island. That is Beach, the, Jeeps. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was like that the, makes, okay. That was the first okay. public event, like after COVID. Like the people in Texas said, "We're we're not we're not doing this. We're like we're getting on with our lives." And that was like one of the first things that happened after COVID. As long as the cops are just doing their jobs, aren't being mean to anybody. Yep, mind their own business. All right, more three man front. Sorry, I'm just really intrigued now by the Lonesome Coyote Saloon. Is this like a movie opportunity for us to like write a movie script and? Potentially, and McConaughey, he could just stay there in the state. He'd be perfect in this movie, according to this picture. We will take your phone calls, 1-800-239-WJOX. The text line is open at 205-834-9450. We'll also tell you what our poll question is today, very interesting one, dealing with outsider Kirby Smart, who's the best college football coach today. Also, another announcer has just been announced for the EA College Sports Game. Another one. Vern? Not Vern. That's next on Three Man Front.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.